I'm all about that Frank, about that Frank, immunist. I'm all about that Frank, about that Frank, immunist. I'm all about that Frank, about that Frank, immunist. I'm all about that Frank, 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 Frank. The Weekly Munis. I'm Hayden Bleachmore. I'm Duncan Pete. And, uh, we got a bloody good show for you. This is a zinger burger a of an episode. doozy, this oh, one. Oh, man. We, uh, we watched Big Fat Liar yeah. today. We watched it on <laughs> Duncan Bullet. Well, for, for my birthday a couple of years ago, he bought me a VHS of Big Fat Liar, mm-hmm. and because I'm, you know, I live in the current time, I don't, uh, I don't own a VHS player. So Duncan bought his over, and we watched it on VHS. I live in the past, so I own boy. a VHS player. Yeah. They're terrible, aren't they? They just look like absolute shit. Oh, boy, but the absolute nostalgia. Oh, there was so a, there was a Sitting Ducks promo before. Oh, yeah, for Sitting Ducks, man. I hadn't even thought about Sitting Ducks in years. Oh, it's such a good show. It was Land Before Time, the Christmas special. Yeah, whatever. the, the oh, Ice Age the, special. Yeah, I guess it was Ice Age. Probably wasn't, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was slightly Christmassy. Yeah, well, there was snow. Eh, yeah. Duncan didn't bl- bring the bloody chords. I'm like, oh, you had a chord had a already, cord, don't I, worry. Yeah, I didn't even bring the audio visual Who doesn't cords. bloody have an AV He looked at the cords cord. at home and was like, yeah, I'll just leave these here. Who cares, man? Uh, Go suck an egg. I don't want to... <laughs> uh, let's, get this, let's get this started. Alright, let's do it. Alright, what's uh, first? What's first on the agenda? with some Breaking Muniz. Breaking Muniz. <laughs> You really don't have to say it first and then do the intro. Yeah, alright, I'll do it again. Now. No, don't actually. Oh, you know what? So it's fine? No, it's fine. It was fine. Right. Just next time. Keep your bloody trap shut, Dunk. God, I'm sorry. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, uh, he's racing at the moment in Long Beach. He posted to Instagram that he's starting second yeah, in this he, race. Yeah, um, he, he got a best time of a minute, 41.644. Uh, he, got, nearly... he got beaten out by three-tenths of a second. Yeah, and the guy that beat him was a bloody race car driver. Yeah, he isn't even famous. Yeah, and then the people below him, like all the people with a dash next to their name there on the list we're looking at, Yeah, uh, they're all race car drivers. So he beat one, two, three, four of them. He beat four race car drivers. Jinkies. He's pretty crazy. He's a much better racer than I thought. We are giving him lit, but he's fast. Yeah, we were giving him heaps of shit. He's speedy. Oh, and also he has like this weird beard going on. Yeah, you can't tell a... if it's a goatee or a beard. Yeah, it's, it's like kind a of hybrid. Like, yeah, it's like he grew the goatee out first and then just didn't shave, so the goatee bit is longer and he's got stubble. Anyway, that just took that just took our fancy as we were as yeah. researching the Do breaking news. Like I don't know how I feel about it. I like it. it looks good on him. I don't know if I'd get one. Yeah. I probably couldn't get one. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to get one. Anyway, is that all? We, we flush out of breaking news. Yeah, that's probably it. That's right. probably it. What's next on the agenda? Wait, we got to conclude breaking news. Breaking Muniz. And that concludes Breaking Muniz. That's it. All right. Let's get on to... Mailbag. Oh, my God. (laughs) Mailbag. I hate that so much. Mailbag. I said that last episode, and you said you'd isolate the audio for that. Yep. As the intro. Sure did. Oh, Mailbag. Oh, it sounds so bad. I hate that intro so much. I love it. Mailbag. What? What's? Where's the mail? Uh. Oh yeah, we don't actually have any mail. I just wanted to play the soundbite. <laughs> mailbag. Do you want to talk about Big Fat Liar? Because I took wait, a, wait, before I took that, a I bunch just of notes. Plug our email, man. 
Oh, email you email us. Plug our email. Yeah, people keep saying they want to email us. And we... Yeah, they're like, oh, we'll give you an email. We'll get on the show. I'm like, yeah, do it. No one does it. It's very lonely in my mailbox. We don't have a huge amount of potential guests. So if you email us, even just a guy, even yeah. if you're just like a normal person. Yeah, you don't say anything. Like, hey, you can bloody read it out. You can probably get on the show. We have tens upon tens of listeners. Dozens. Maybe not. Yeah. Dozen. I mean, dozens, I'd say. Obviously, tens upon tens. That's yeah. a minimum of 40. And yeah. I'd say we have about 40. <laughs> I think we have 50-something listeners at this point. You know, whatever. Oh, well, we're not We're, thinking about the future. you got to think yeah. about the future. Yeah, so in Unlike the future, me with my VHS like player. when you're... Uh, so this goes out to all the people that uh, when we get really famous are binge-watching, binge-listening to this to catch up. Yeah. When, when we blow up. Uh, our email is theweeklymunez at gmail.com. Yeah, we'll, we'll put it on the Facebook and in Twitter and Insta and we don't have Instagram. We don't but, have Instagram. You know, let's put it on whatever we have. Instagram is like really not a great podcasting yes. social media thing oh yeah you're right pictures and we're all sound yeah you know what? let's boycott Instagram yeah fuck Insta fuck em. anyway alright what's next on the agenda mailbag oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay so <laughs> let's talk about let's just crack into it let's just Fair dive boy. right in to this big alright so we took pie. notes but we took a slightly different approach new viewing platform yeah. New us. Exactly. So we, we each a took notes. A new high tech viewing platform. <laughs> we each took notes of our favorite and worst and least favorite gag. Yep. And so our like, favorite and like, least favorite moment. I think it's overall. more like the funniest gag and the, the gag that was just the shittest. That the, just didn't land. The gag that kinda... bombs the most. Yeah. So are we going to start with the gags? Or should we... Sorry, I was drinking water. You enjoying that water? Yeah, it was really good. You're supposed to be doing your damn job, Hayden. Nah. All right. Um... Yeah, what, what were you saying? Well, should we go through the story either. first? Because if I go, if I do, like dive straight into these gags, then people aren't going to get it. Yeah, let's just, let's go through our notes, I suppose. All right, so it starts off as like, is what's his name? Jason Shepard. Jason Shepard. That's important. His last name. Yeah, keep, right? hang on to that. Hey, listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the whole thing is like they introduce him as like a compulsive liar. So it's like his dad's like, oh son, did you do your chores and he's like oh no he's like hey he son you're, you're awake and he's like yeah dad i've been up for yeah, hours even not, though he's, he's, he's like just woken up he's like, and, mom's ready. And, he's, and his mom's like eating breakfast he's like yeah it was delicious Should but I he's like frankie muniz impression okay mom just eating breakfast so frankie muniz sounds like yes wait is frankie muniz in the room with me hello <laughs> frankie <laughs> my name's frankie anyway he so he's a compulsive liar and he runs out into the street and also some bullies steal his skateboard as well yeah and i took the note those bullies, the actors that play the bullies, they're like 20. Yeah, they're like 100 years old. And Frankie is... Plus, he's playing a 14-year-old, but he's probably 16. All right. Do you have any Do you have any notes? Yeah. Um, well, my notes don't really come in until uh, about 15 minutes in, just because I forgot to write any notes for them. Yeah, absolutely dingling. Yep. So what happens is, like... Um, so there's some bullies stealing a skateboard, then he runs to school and he's late, and he gets locked out of class. Yeah. And then, because for some reason in America, or at least in movies... They just like lock the doors at exactly nine nine a.m. Yeah, they lock every door to the school. If you don't, if you don't get in, you just don't get any education that day. Yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst method of what teaching. If have, what if you have a doctor's appointment in the morning? What if you go to the dentist? It's a whole day off. <laughs> he was like, he was literally like two seconds late. Like yeah, the, the teacher saw him, him running to the door, and she's like, nope, and closed the door right yes, in front of him. Slams it right in his face. Why would you? He's bonked his teeth right into the door handle. Yeah, and then he's jumping at the window, yeah, yeah. So trying he... to tell Amanda Bynes. He's like, he's like, Amanda Bynes, quick! Oh, yeah, he dives in the window after Amanda Bynes makes a distraction. Abanda Bynes. Yeah, Abanda Bynes. Uh, makes a, uh, a distraction. A pantomime. Then, a pantomime. <laughs> he's like, oh, can you close the door? I mean, it's chilly in here. 
Yeah. So um, she she's, she makes a diversion. Yeah, and then he jumps to the window, and she's like, "Do you come through the window?" And he's like, "No, I, I was just opening the window to get a uh, cross breeze going what on." What a flawless Frankie <laughs> Muniz impression. So, uh, yeah, Frank, because Frank, it's like they're reinforcing that he's a compulsive liar. He's a big yeah, fat liar. He's because like, he's like, "Oh, my dad choked on a meatball. I had to spend the entire night yeah, in the emergency room." That's why I'm, room, late. That's why that's why I'm why late. I didn't do my assignment. I didn't do my book report. And then. He but gets then, away with it. But then he gets found out. Like, the teacher's like, uh, hey, come in and talk to me. He's like, oh, I gotta get home, miss, to talk to, to tend to my injured father. And she's like, oh, really? And the dad's in the classroom shaking his head. And he's like, ooh, ooh. And pulls on his collar. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, he has to, he has to write his assessment. Emphasize. Yeah, he has to write his, his, his 1,000 word story in... He has to do three. it in three hours, otherwise he's gonna fail year eight. Yeah, he's gonna go to summer school, so which he, I wrote down because that's a classic yeah, trope where it's where like, the, you gotta do stuff you gotta or else summer school. you're gonna go to summer school. Um, but then, yeah, he, he like runs home and he writes the story called Big Fat Lie, which I thought was rat. Yeah. The title drop. Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, but then he's like, I gotta run to school. And he's totally bummed because the bullies stole he's, his he's skateboard. Like, why'd you have to steal my skateboard today? Yeah, but anyway, he's riding his bike to school and he, he, he crashes into a limo. Which I actually also have as my favourite moment. That's your favourite moment? Because <laughs> the, 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 the editing, like the timing of it, was, was pretty much perfect. I really? don't know. I, just, I liked it. it. It tickled me. It tickled me and I liked it. It tickled your editing and funny And I laughed moment. out loud, which you probably wouldn't remember. Did you lol? Yeah, I went, <laughs> Do that again? <laughs> anyway, he's like, Oh, uh, I cursed into your limo. I've got whiplash. You have to give me a ride to school or I'm going to see your butt off. Yeah, he's like, All right, get in. Yeah. He's like... The name is Marty Wolf, and he's like Jason Shepard. Yeah, and that totally and it, knocks like, my socks off because yeah. one of them is called Shepard, and the other one's called Wolf. Mm. So it's like a Jason. It's like a symbolism because like he leads people through, yeah. through like niceness, but Marty Wolf yeah. leads the sheep through viciousness. He's like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, uh, but they're both, sure. they're both very manipulative. Yeah. And then they both cross their legs at the same time, which is a deliberate way to show that they are both the same. Hmm. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, Jason drop. Um. He he jumps out of the limo, and he accidentally leaves his book report. He leaves yeah, big he fat line. Yeah. He spills his bag all over the floor. Like yeah. A dickhead. Yeah. So then, so then Marty Wolf, he like reads the book report, and he's like, "Hey, you left your book report." Mm. He starts reading it. And he's like yeah. enticed. It's like he's, he's reading enticed. the first sentence, and he's like, "This is a damn good book report." Yeah. So, so is that a book report? Oh, it's a it's a it's a story. Like it's a, a short story. Creative writing assignment. Yeah, yeah. So then, Fra- um, not Frankie, Jason. He has, he runs into school, and he gets busted because he doesn't have his thing. Yeah, he's like, no, a man in the limo. I, I left it in the limo. And yeah. they're like, sure thing, yeah. Jason. Yeah, Shepherd. right. You're, You're a big fat liar. liar. Yeah. So what happens is Jason goes to summer school. So the stakes are already like lost. Like he already goes to yeah, summer just, school. Yeah, he just cuts to him in summer school. It's like a couple months later already. Yeah, yeah. But then he he's like totally bummed about it. So he goes to the movies with Amanda Bynes and they're hanging out. And then he sees... Amanda Bynes. A pantomime, sorry. A pantomime. He goes to the movies with a pantomime. And he, he looks at the promos before the movie starts. And it's the promos for Big Fat Liar. Yeah, because Marty, Marty, Marty Wolf's gone and made it into a movie. He was a, we should also a, mention that he's a director. He's a big time movie executive. Yeah, which you only really find out around there. But you know now, so whatever. But anyway, they're totally, they're totally, he's totally bummed because... Marty Wolf took his book report. Now he has to go to summer school, and it turns out that he, you know, he, he wants to he wants to go to L.A. to to get revenge on Marty Wolf mm. on the Wolfster. Yeah, it's just total coincidence that a pantomime and Jason's parents are away for the weekend. Yeah, they're both a boy. Yeah, so so they they go to L.A. and they just have a bunch of and, money for some reason. A, they can totally a pantomime, to a pantomime is like, where are you going to get the money? And he's like, 
eight years of saving up and allowance and mowing lawns and walking dogs, baby. And just holds up a massive wad of cash. Yeah, he just has like a just billion, has like, million dollars. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what kind of kid doesn't spend all of that in one day? A one big day? fat lie, that too. He's like going to the movies and stuff, though. Yeah, but he just lied his way in. I suppose so. He said, I have a ticket. And he goes, alright. That's how they got into the movie. What if he's like, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, yeah, he's got mind power. Or something. Yeah, but I mean, he got caught pretty much of all of his lies. In the whole movie. He didn't really get away with a lie. Maybe it only works it, on white end. lies. It only works on little white lies. It's not a white lie to say. Little white telepathy. Little white telepathy. Anyway. That could be his like, superhero name as well. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, they go to LA and they bluff their way into Marty Wolf's office. The big fat lie they were into the yeah. Marty Wolf's office. And what happens and then... is a pantomime like totally, totally fibs and, and pretends to be um, Marty Wolf's secretary for yeah. a bit. Yeah. Because they were like... The, to the secretary they called her and they're like um your car's parked on a dog <laughs> yeah and just she's like, like <laughs> she, she like she like fits at her desk she's like freaking I, out like, I think this is my, oh my God. I don't know if this counts as a gag I don't know it's just really bizarre because her reaction was so wrong she's like dry like, heaving she was just, like uh, uh. Uh, a poor uh, dog. Uh, 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 because they show, they show beforehand that she's like obsessed with dogs she has a bunch of dog toys on her desk <laughs> yeah but still so so what happens is um. Marty Wolf is talking to his... Oh, I actually have a couple. Marty Ooh. Wolf is talking to these two people. He's talking to his publicist, who just happens to be really fat. And he's talking to <laughs> yeah, an- another another publicist who who's Asian. Yep. And he's, like, super mean to them. Yeah. He makes fun of the Asian guy. He calls him Confucius. He's like, Confucius say... I'm, I'm not interested or something. He makes, like, a uh, really racist joke. Skippy. He calls him Skippy as well. Oh yeah, I don't know. He got, he makes a bunch of racist jokes and he talks to the um the fat lady. I don't know. He makes some fat jokes about the fat lady. Yeah, he's like, I'm the VP of marketing, and she's like, you're the VP of Twinkies. Oh yeah, Twinkies. Twinkies. Yeah, yeah, and that's important later. Oh yeah, no, and he's talking because the fat lady's the publicist, and he's like, he's like, I want you to get billboards, I want you to get bus signs, and I want you to cover all that internet crap, which I thought was hilarious because that's like ninety percent of publicity today. Anyway, do you have, you have any notes? Nah. Alright, so anyway, Jason, he, he confronts Marty Wolf and he's like, Hey, give me, tell my dad that I didn't lie about the book report. And he's like... Yeah, that's all he's like after. He's get, like to get... Yeah, he's just trying to he's just trying to get the guy to confess. He's not trying to get any money. No, he's not even anything. trying to get that. He's trying to get his dad's trust back. That's yeah. the whole point. That's the whole plot. Yeah, so there's nothing that's really... That's his nothing, drive. Nothing really at stake. Yeah, not really. Trust. He spends he spends like a billion dollars of his of his saved up earnings yeah. for three years just so he can get his dad's trust back. Why don't you just mm. do that the normal way? Just like bloody clean, clean your room and shit. Yeah, clean your room, dude. Do Stop the dishes. being a big fat liar. How about yeah, that? Yeah, how about that? Try that for once. Yeah. Anyway, so then Paul Giamatti, who plays Mighty Wolf, yeah, uh, he burns the bloody paper. Oh yeah, he he, burnt he burns all the evidence with a cigar. Now no one believes him. No one saw it. Yeah. Just a limo driver. I was thinking they don't address this, but the limo driver. Because when they when he gets hit by the limo, yeah, he gets in and he spills his stuff. He would have seen him spill his stuff. He would have seen him. You got a ton of witnesses. Thing, and he would have seen Paul Giamatti pick the thing up and go, "Hey, you dropped your book, ro- huh?" And then well, you reading. know what? There's a big surprise. Hayden, this movie has a is riddled with plot holes. Yeah, is riddled with them. Anyway, so then they decide like, "Oh, we got to get this guy back." And they go, they sort of sneaking into the movie studios. Yeah, and they find this room full of props. And then they live there without anyone noticing. Yeah, and also they just like have a bunch of like notable movie props. They have the DeLorean from Back to the Future yeah, just had, chilling uh, there. Yeah, e- model of E.T. They had the Grinch's skin. <laughs> the Grinch suit, yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was liking the Grinch suit. It's his skin. His skin? Yeah, they skin the Grinch. Jim Carrey for that. And then, so they're like, time to go shopping. 
Oh, yeah. And, and then, then they go through all the props department and the costume department and just have a good old time. That was my favorite moment. That was your favorite moment? That montage of them running around the props department and just blatantly stealing everything. Yeah, it went on for a while. Yeah, okay. it went on for far too long. It was like the length of an actual song. And then, so then they're like, oh, we got to prank him. So they take all these supplies. They take blue dye and dump it in his pool. They yeah. take orange dye and dump it in his shampoo. Super glue his earpiece. Super glue his earpiece and stuff. And then yeah. Paul Giamatti dances out through his pool which is my favourite moment are you serious yeah that's my other favourite moment as really? well really I wrote good? HLTW because he sing- he's dances to Hungry Like the Wolf yeah he's Paul Giamatti I think he's my favourite in this movie because he's he's he a is. good character actor he's good he's playing a goofy guy and does some goofy stuff really well also I love that song actually yeah I think that's my favourite moment instead of the prop stealing scene anyway that was my favourite moment he dumps in the he dumps in the pool <laughs> yeah he jumps in the pool and he's all blue then he goes and washes his hair and he's yeah. has orange hair and then he's blue and orange. He schmicks the earpiece into his ear and it's stuck and there forever. And he's got a earpiece. And they, they, they make a bunch of funny jokes about him going like, I'm blue. And he's like, it's okay to be sad. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm blue. blue. And then he they go to his car and <laughs> he just cuts to them. They're in his car and they just have this bunch of cords that are yeah. coming from his car. And then all these little panels are like, Yeah, and they just unplug and shit. And they just unplug everything. They just rip the cords out of this stuff. And that's all you see. Like, they don't show where they get the cords from. They, they just, don't plug anything back in. They, they just, just pull the cords the out. car, I suppose. Then Paul Giamatti gets back in the car, and when he presses his brake, the horn beeps. Wait, when he puts his indicator on, it plays I'm blue, da ba dee die I wrote that down because I thought that was cool. I thought that was dumb. That was the worst I'm blue, nobody Everything else made kind of some sort of sense. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense at all. I don't know. bit in the whole movie that didn't really make any sense at all. Also, another another note that I made was, this movie makes me feel bad for Jaleel White. Who's Jaleel White? He's the guy that used to play Urkel. Oh, and yeah. And what happens is, um, is Marty Wolf, he's, he's, he's got a new movie. It's like a buddy cop movie between Jaleel White, who plays a cop, and a chicken, who also oh. plays another cop. Yeah. He used to play Urkel in the show that Urkel was Yeah, on. yeah. And they make a bunch what of jokes. What show is that? Is that? Cosby Show. From the Cosby Show. This movie makes me feel bad for Jaleel White. I mean, he's, what? He did the Cosby Show, and then this. That's pretty much it. He's done a couple other things. But no one I d- I've definitely, I've definitely seen him in a couple other things. Is Urkel the one that goes, Did I do that? Did I do that? Is that Urkel? Yeah, it's Urkel. Nice. Nice. You got any notes? I don't have any notes for a while. I think that I wrote down is Frankie Muniz, uh, aka Jason Shepard, pulls up to Paul Giamatti in his car. Yeah. And he goes, You like what you, not what I'm doing to you? Hey, Paul Giamatti. Take this, Paul Giamatti. Uh, Marty Wolf. And then he's like, oh, you messed with the wrong guy, Jason Shepard. And he's like, call my dad, bro. And then yeah. he flicks a business card with his dad's number on it. But like, if I was Paul Giamatti, a.k.a. Muddy Wolf, I'd just call his dad and be like, your son's in L.A., dyed me blue and dyed my hair orange because he has this crazy conspiracy theory that I stole his script. Come get him. He'd just, that would be it. His dad yeah. would come to L.A. and be like, Jason Shepard, you're grounded forever and you don't have my trust at all. And then he would just, Paul Giamatti would just win. Yeah. That's what I would do if I, was, if I was Mighty Wolf. There's no stakes because it's like, even if he's totally successful, best case scenario for Jason Shepard, he just goes back and then he still has to go to summer school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, he doesn't he, get out of summer school. Yeah. Um, I, I made a short list of offensive slurs that they say in the film. Oh yeah, give us some slurs. So some guy calls Paul Giamatti a spaz, which is like kind of a... Yeah. He calls Turk... Like yeah. Dr. Retardo. No, he calls him Ricky Retardo. Yeah, that's it. Rick, Ricky Retardo. Yeah, and he, he calls that Asian guy Confucius. Yeah. Which, you know, wow. 
And also, he, I can't remember, he makes fun of that fat lady. I don't remember what he says. He oh, says no, Twinkies. Cause yeah, Twinkies. Calls oh, it isn't tw- that bad. I mean, she was definitely in a bunch of Twinkies. That's her thing. Yeah, for sure. She's owning it. She you loves know. Twinkies. She loves Twinkies. So what? Yeah, exactly. You know what? Everyone fucking loves maybe Twinkies. Maybe she's the VP Get... of Twinkies, bro. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, what if she is? What fuck if you, she man. Is? None of your business, Paul. Yeah, buddy. fuck off, man. Do you think these are the same writers as Agent Cody Banks? I wouldn't be surprised. Or Sam, because it's very similar. Anyway, do you have any notes for the next bit? Because there was like the, the entire conflict resolves and I haven't taken any notes. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens is they... Is they, they gate crash that party. Yeah, so uh, Paul Giamatti is having this big party to celebrate the big fat liar is about to start shooting. Yeah. And then he's blue and has orange hair. Yeah. And he's like, oh, how do I explain this? And he's in trouble with this other like big high up executive guy. Yeah, the president of Universal. Yeah, something like that. He's like, oh, geez, what do I do? I'm blue, and I haven't, I've missed three meetings with this guy because Frankie Muniz has been fucking me over. So he's like, uh, I, 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 um, I have a big presentation, I have a big announcement to make. That's why I called you all here. This is why I'm blue. I'll explain everything. Mm-hmm. And then he runs into the kitchen. He's like, oh, geez, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I don't know why I said that I'm going to do that. But, and then, then Frankie Muniz walks in. Yeah. He's like, Jason Shepard saves Jason the Shepherd. day. He comes in with a giant slice of leverage to yep. save him. So and he goes, hey, uh, I'll get you out of this bind if you uh, call my daddy. And he's yeah. like, anything you want, kid. I'll do whatever you want. So he has the stuck-in earpiece still. And <clears> so he's talking to him through the earpiece while he's making the speech. Yeah, so Jason's talking to Paul Giamatti Wolf. And he's, he's talking, he's like making up some bullshit about the finale of Big Fat Liar. Yeah, and why he's blue. He's like, I, I'm blue because in the in the movie they, they become sad and I am embodying my movie. And also, he also physically changes skin when he gets sad. In the in the movie Big Fat Liar, the character turns blue when he's sad and his hair turns red when he gets angry. Yeah. And he, he's, oh, and he turns, turns pink. A lovely pink when he's in love. love. When he's in love. Love. And the whole thing is that, like... And then he rips his earpiece out yeah. and starts going rogue. And he's like, ah, blah, 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 something yeah. else. I can't remember what he says there. And then he runs back into the kitchen where Frankie Muniz is helping him out. And he goes, ha ha, yeah, thanks, kid. He's like, all right, call my dad. And then he's like, here's the number. He punches the number into the phone and he's talking to him. And he's like, hey, I'm, I'm looking at him right now. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with, the, I'm with Jason Shepard. And you better bring back up. And he hangs up the phone, and he's like, "What?" He was calling security, he was calling not security the dad. On him. Wasn't his dad? And security runs in. They go, they yeah, rough they, him up. They, they rough him up. They take him away, and like all hope is lost because it's like they're gonna produce the movie, which, by the way, is my worst moment of the film when they all lose hope. It's like when Jason Shepard's calling his parents and he's finally confessing, oh, like, yeah. I'm in LA, I lied, I lied to you, I'm a big fat liar. I'm a big fat liar. I'm and then, sorry. And then a pantomime's like, don't give up hope. And he's like, I've I have, given up hope. I've given up hope. And then all of a sudden, Paul Giamatti, Wolf's secretary, comes in. And he's like, and hey, hey, security, I'll take these guys to the airport. And he's like, oh, thank God, I've been babysitting all night. I'm going home. And yeah, I'm so old. he so they get rid of the secretary guy or the security guy and the yeah, secretary. The secretary is like, is um, like I, I hate Paul Giamatti Wolf. I want to take him down too. Yeah, and, and they so assemble they, a huge team of a bunch of other showbiz people who that all also hate, hate everyone him. hates Paul Wolf, Marty Wolf, Marty Giamatti. What happens is they assemble like a giant plan to make sure he's absolutely as late as possible to the first day of shooting. Because the the executive was like, if you stuff up one more time, you're done. Yeah, so yeah. They're so, trying to make him stuff up and cancel the movie. Yeah, and yeah. Whatever. So what happens is the the their Bosley, the limo driver, yep. pulls up to Paul Giamatti Wolf's house early in the morning and he says, 
he's pretending that he's going to drive him to the yeah. the filming and he like drives him like halfway and he's like oh no the motor's busted even though it's secretly just a smoke machine that yeah, he stole from props and then he but then Jaleel White pulls up in his convertible and he's like did no I way, do I'll that it to work. And he's like, did I do that and he drives him out and he's like to the middle of the desert yeah yeah and then this bit's weird yeah it's like his, he's his, driving so fast in the desert and Paul Giamatti is freaking out he's like <laughs> slow down Oracle slow down yeah, he's like, then did he's I like, do that? Did I like, do that? He's like, like, oh, I'm going to jump out. And he goes, do it. Yeah, he just, <laughs> leap, he just I will. And he, he just goes, leaps out of the car. Do it, follow me. And so he just jumps out of the car, going at like super speed. Super speed. Rolls around in the desert. And they planned for that to happen. Yeah, they just planned for him to want to jump out of the car in fear. Yeah. So, a moving car going at least like 100k now. Yeah, so they play right here, right now. And then, as yeah. he's in the desert and then and a then, helicopter comes in yeah and it, the helicopter's piloted by the stunt coordinator from he, earlier in the film he was mean to him earlier in the film yeah yeah and then they up in the air and he, yeah. the emergency light starts flashing and he yeah goes, and he's like oh no we gotta bail out of the helicopter so they just parachute out and he just hugs Paul Giamatti and jumps out of the goddamn plane with but the don't, parachute but on. don't worry they have a reserve pilot that sneaks out and yeah. pilots the helicopter yeah anyway what happens is that he makes him as late as possible he's like an hour late to the filming and, and then, he's, all, he's all covered in dust and, and he, his shirt's ripped and, and he's stuff. running he's running to set and then he's about to get there and then Jason Jason Shepard's like standing there with Mr. Noodles or whatever like the toy monkey that Paul Giamatti Wolf loves so much yeah and because he in the, in the film he's like t- talking about his monkey he's, yeah, yeah. he's always they, with his monkey they foreshadow it earlier but you know who cares yep. there's a toy monkey and that's leverage and he needs the monkey so back he's running after Frankie Muniz maybe the monkey's like and full of cocaine or something I don't know but he's on, he's on the roof he chases up to the roof one on one Frankie the Paul Giamatti aka Shepard vs. Wolf hmm? mm. and also there's uh, you know they, they could have said like the boy cried wolf huh yeah, yeah. Like, I think was, they uh, totally should have done I think that. it was probably part of the names. You know, Boy Cried Wolf. Maybe. The, uh, I guess it's probably a modern, modern retelling, right? Probably. Which is the story to teach people not to lie. Yeah, teach kids not so. to lie. Anyway, so then he's like, you should have stole my script. It's like, so what if I stole your script? Who cares? I stole your script. Blah, 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 blah. And he pretty much just admits the whole thing. And then someone goes, and cut. And he's like, what? Yeah. And then everyone comes out of their secret hidey holes with cameras yeah. But no microphones. There's no microphones to be yeah, seen. Yeah, I thought They're that was weird that they didn't away. mic him up so they wouldn't have had the confession anyway. Yeah, they're just like maybe some really shitty audio and really good really good quality film. Yeah, but it turns out the uh, and the, the director who, was yeah. the Asian guy that he Paul Giamatti Wolf called Confucius earlier. So, and, he, you know, and he goes, hey, Marty, Confucius say, gotcha. Yeah, so the racism was all, it all, it all tied it up in a nice little bow. Yeah, a nice little bow. A nice little bow. <laughs> Paul Giamatti's like, well, you, you gotta... This is like, this is it. I'm just gonna erase these tapes or something, and then they turn around and everyone on set is looking up at them. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, geez, Louise." And they're all like, "Get fricked, Marty Wolf." And and also, they all I liked, walk away. I liked how it zoomed in on the fat lady from earlier, and she's like, "Eat a dick," and then she takes a bite out of a Twinkie, and she's like, owning it. <laughs> yeah, I love that, that bit. Anyway, then they all leave, and then he's like, "Ah, oh, geez," and then flash forward to the next summer, the premiere of BFL. Yeah, and final scene comes on and then oh they get the limo driver to be the main actor yeah and then it's cast to the credits it's like oh, written by the assistant like written directed by the assistant starring the taxi driver I mean the limo driver based on the story Big Fat Liar written by Jason Shepard and everyone goes nuts everyone goes bloody bunter yeah and that's it I'm pretty sure um no, I had one more note yep because you know, the guy that the guy that played the main character in Big Fat Liar Frankie Muniz 
No, no, they make the, oh, in the, the in the big yeah, fat liar within big fat liar. Who was the place Turk? The guy that plays Turk. He's bald. Yep. In the movie, the a huge part of his his hair changes color. I thought I just thought they it was weird that the film totally that. based around his his hair changing well, color and not, they cast it's a bald guy. Not totally guy. based around it. It's like what Paul Giamatti said to get out of a bind that he was in. He just made it up, man. He was a big fat lying. Did you get it? It was all a big fat lie. Oh my god. It was all a big fat lie. It was all a big fat bloody lie. Do you think this movie was made because some kid wrote a book report about this exact story and he bumped into some movie executive? No. Alright, well that's it. Um, we got a, we got a couple of things to wrap up. We got a plug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I want, <laughs> I want to plug... This is like kind of serious though. Oh yeah, it's not really funny. This isn't really funny. This is kind of serious. What happened was... Um, there's a fundraiser. That I want to plug. It's a nice little good little. And we're, we're gonna link it. It's a GoFundMe. What happened is my friend Steve, he's a Steve and he's a surfer, and he got hit by like this crazy wave. It, it like messed with his spine. Now he like he can't walk and he can't really use his arms very much. So the GoFundMe is to sort of pay for his medical expenses and yeah, yeah. his rehabilitation. Because like the insurance and healthcare, they're paying for like his hospital care, but it's like not really going to cover him. Like got to install ramps into his house. Yeah, you got to get all the handles and stuff like that. So. We're, we're just plugging the GoFundMe. You yeah, know. what's his name? Stephen Stephen Rebarich. But we're, we're gonna we'll, we'll put we'll the give you the link. We'll put the actual link, link and everything. Yeah, but anyway, I was just, I was just thinking like you know if yeah. like fifty people are listening to this that are gonna donate, and each person donates like two bucks, it's yeah. like a hundred schmackos right there. You know, donate, do it. Donate whatever. Do yeah, if you have a buck, donate. If you don't have a buck, then uh, good don't once. be stingy. Give him a dollar. Come yeah, on, it's come not hard. On. Come on, give a little. Go on. You're always taking. Just maybe you should give. You're always taking this podcast check, from us. Check your privileges, man. You got you got legs. Give a, give a dollar. Yeah. That's the rule. Give a dollar. Give a dollar for each leg. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's the shout out. Um, email us at theweeklymunas.com. Yeah, you're interested in, interested in getting on the follow show, us email on, us. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, Facebook. At The Weekly Munas. Not Instagram. We no, don't have that. Instagram. That's a visual Staff medium. It, Just look at the links on our, on our Podbean and whatever. Yeah, whatever it's, on the, it's in the little description. It's in the show notes. Look so us up. Look at that when you're also getting a link to donate to Steve. Because you're going to do that, right? Of course, though. Yeah, you better not be big fat lying. Better, <laughs> uh, oh, that's it up, huh? Oh, that's it up a nice wrap nice, up. A nice, neat little bow. All right, so that was the Weekly Muners. Yeah, that's episode eight. I'm Duncan Pete. I'm Hayden Bleachmore. I'm telling you to stay Frankie.